All right, everybody. Welcome to the Fans Edge Sports Talk Podcast, hosted by your boy Mike and your boy Essie. We want to give listeners a fresh take on sports. We aren't professionals. We are fans just like you. Um, today we are recording this right now on June 21st. This is our 48th episode. Um, if you're listening to this right now, it's Sunday, uh, which we're doing a live show. And like we always say on Monday morning, we'll be putting a live show out. So uh, I want to also give a shout out to all the fathers out there that are doing doing it right. You know, I want to give a shout out to you all. I mean, there are, uh, and the reason why I say doing it right is because there are some dad beat dads out there. And I just want to say, you know, I do know that there are some fathers trying to be in their child life, might may have, you know, some differences with the mother, but do not stop uh, striving and do not stop trying to be in your child's life, whatever that may be, because, you know, fathers, we aren't always looked at as, you know, being, you know, the number one or being something that, you know, the kids need, but it's something that the kids need. They need their father in their life. So just make sure you keep it. That if you even if you aren't doing what you're supposed to do, that you're going to go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. So with that being said, happy Father's Day to all of the people out there. Uh, I just want to give you all a quick update because, you know, the last show, I let y'all know what was going on on my situation with my son and how we end up having to transfer him to a different hospital and things like that. And that was Sunday. Well, that Monday we found out after he passed his car seat test and everything that Monday, we found out that our son was able to come home. So he has been home for tomorrow. We'll make a whole week. And I'm really excited that for a father's day, I was able to go ahead and spend that time with my son, with my family. And just glad that my family is home and that we're, we're hanging out, you know, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> um, talking about you know, I just kind of want to go right into the show because you know, there's a whole lot of crazy things going on. Uh, if anyone didn't hear about Truba Hubbard and the Mike Gundy situation, you know, I'm just going to give you all kind of a brief timeline. Mike Gundy went ahead and put a tweet out with, or a tweet came out with Mike Gundy wearing his shirt uh, from a controversial. Uh, news news station that's more on the, I guess you could say, I, I don't like all the, the titles and stuff, but basically this news station isn't known for uh, supporting Black Lives Matter or things like that. And, you know, Chuba Hubbard came out and said, hey, during this time, that's very insensitive um, to what's going on at the moment and said that he will no longer be doing anything. Now, if anybody don't remember Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard hopped on the scene last year, ran for a crazy amount of yards, um, helped Oklahoma State out in multiple games. And the thing about this Mike Gundy situation, you know, they came out with the apology, and we kind of thought that it was going to, you know, go away. But then these things started hitting, talking about, hey, go ask Alfred uh, Williams about this and Alfred Williams if you don't know about him he played for Colorado back in the day 
Uh, and Mike Gundy was, I believe, the quarterback for Oklahoma State. Now, Colorado beat up on Oklahoma State like 41 to 17 when this incident happened. And Alfred Williams went on and said that Mike Gundy called him and other players, you know, the N word with the ER on the end. I mean, regardless, it, it, it's not a good look. But, I mean, just more stuff keep coming out about Mike Gundy. And then another thing, you know, after the video came out and you really pay attention, there was no true apology from Mike Gundy at all. So, I mean, what, what's your take on the whole Mike Gundy, um, Chuba Hubbard, and the Oklahoma State, you know? Thing? I don't – uh, I just don't understand why it had when it when it when the apology came out, it looked more of like an apology from Chuba Hubbard, which I didn't understand because he didn't do anything wrong other than just say, hey, right now in these times, like we really don't need this. So I don't understand. Something has to have gone on behind closed doors. Maybe they got into a heated argument or something to that nature. But Somebody I'm not sure. Yeah, somebody told Chuba that's not the right way of going about things. But I mean, Ow. I mean, so, somebody had to because that's when he said he said I should have been man enough to go and talk to him face to face versus you know putting it out in the tweet, and that could be so. But right now, you know, a lot of people have this critique on how to do things, and they're like, oh, you know, the the protest should be peaceful and things like that, and it's like. How many peaceful protests? They, they've been peaceful protesting for generations, you know, trying to get the, the same result. So peaceful protesting haven't, haven't worked out, you know. Then they like, oh, well, you know, you should do it quietly. I mean, Colin Kaepernick did it quietly. That didn't work out, you know. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's like, what are you really, you know, supposed to do, I guess. But. Like you said, I didn't. I I agree with, with you 100%. I don't think Chuba need to give an apology. I'm glad that he made us aware of the situation, and it also just made us aware of you know previous situations about Mike Mike Gundy. So I mean, you know what happens in the dark always comes to the light, and your true colors will be revealed. You're right. So let's go ahead and talk about. College football. I love talking college football. And, you know, everything has been looking promising that we're about to have this season. But one thing that we keep hearing is the Rona is attacking college campuses and college locker rooms. You know, um, multiple schools have come out and said, hey, multiple schools have come out and said, hey, you know, we have players who have either contracted the Rona or have came into contact with someone with the Rona. I mean, just to give you all an example, I want to say it was about 30 players from LSU, 21 players from Clemson, 13 players from Texas. That's just naming a few colleges. And we do know that there's other cases that have came out from other universities. So with that being said, is it possible that – the college season could get shut down or will these teams just have to address the situation with getting more players ready to play because, you know, their star player could possibly be in quarantine for 14 days or a whole week missing a game. Yeah. 
I can see from the coaches aspect where they will try to get somebody else ready. But if more schools come out with numbers like this, I don't see how we would have a season, even though we've been this whole time, like it's coming, it's coming. It's looking, it's looking real good, but it's not looking so hot right now. Yeah. We have to see a couple, couple months down the line. We'll see. Yeah. We got one of our followers, uh, one of my formal, uh, former teammates, uh, Donnell Stevenson. I mean, he was one of our running backs, one of our linebackers on my football team. You know, he came out and said that there's a chance that there is no season at all. And I mean, as a fan, that's just hard for me to even wrap my mind around, you know, look, especially looking forward to this season as well, because, you know, my team is supposed to be promised for great things. And, and But I just love college football, you know. But the thing that everybody has to remember is the safeties of, of, of these players is what really is more important than anything, and that's what we have to focus on. I mean, some people are saying no season. I I mean, the way the country is kind of opening up and, and people are able to get back to to their jobs, it's kind of like safety is kind of thrown out the window. It's kind of like the the what do you how do you put it? Uh, the strong will survive, you know, and that that's kind of what we're dealing with. So right now, I'm leaning towards we still going to have a season. They're still trying to find a way to put fans in the stands with limited seating and what they call social distancing. So, I mean, they're yeah. going to try to find a way to make money. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different – if we do have a season, it's going to be just a whole different feel. And I've just been sitting thinking, hopefully, when it comes, how will it look? Because, you know, you said they're doing social distancing with limited fans, but how would that look? Because I was looking at some games, and in my mind I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a good game because we're home. You know, the crowd's going to be there, all this and all that. And then I sat down and I was like, oh, wait, social distancing. So – how is that going to play out? Because everybody knows the crowd does play a factor in games. So how is limited seating affect? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, Ohio State always, you know, just to bring up an example, Ohio State always going to Penn State, you know, the, what they like to use as the whiteout game. And that game is always, you know, the way that crowd is, the players, they speak about it, the crowd, you know, the stadium is actually shaking. You can feel the vibrations on the field. And, I mean, that's a that's a whole factor in itself that Penn State could be losing. Uh, you talk about LSU where, you know, teams go to die, dreams go to die, you know, at Tiger Stadium. There's a chance that they won't be able to have that type of effect on their big game. So, I mean, the, the, the crowd factor is definitely going to hurt some teams, but I think that this will also – get to show us which teams were ready, which teams have been grinding, who's been sitting at home, and who's actually been putting in the work, you know. And, I mean, this will just expose a lot of what I like to call culture because if your culture is right in the program and you got the kids bought in, then all they're thinking about is getting ready for the season, you know. And so we're going to see who's who's ready and who's not ready. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you who is ready for college football, and that's Pick 6 Previews. If anyone is not aware of Pick 6 Previews, and, or you're just now listening to this podcast, 
I've done multiple breakdowns of games last year. A lot of the games that I went out that I went out and picked myself, I won on. A lot of my preseason predictions came from pick six previews. Uh, if you uh, haven't got it, go check it out. It's only 18 bucks. I definitely recommend that it's something that you go get. Help me picking. They didn't pick LSU to go to the college football playoffs, but just reading it helped me pick LSU to go to the college football playoffs and win the SEC. Um, another thing, in their latest, in their latest one that just came out two days ago, you know, I had been telling everybody Ohio State had the hardest schedule. Everybody's like, no, LSU did. Look at that stretch, all of this stuff. Well, if you go look at the game grader from Pick Six Previews, it tells me that I'm right. And it tells me that I was right by a lot. So I definitely recommend that you go check it out. And also, if you know someone that is in the college football that likes to probably bet on college football or pick games or want to talk about college football, bring them here. This is where they need to be. We will help you pick games. Uh, we'll let you know about these players, everything. This is where you need to be. Uh, you got any uh, anything on the pick six preview? You know, I sent it to you because obviously we see the four teams that they have predicted to go to the playoffs. And obviously you see who's at two and who's at three and four. Four really surprised me. But that is one of my teams that I picked to surprise a lot of people. But for the people who don't know, I'm going to go ahead and break it down for you. At one, they have Clemson. At two, they have Ohio State. At three, they have Florida and four they have Oregon. I find it funny, and I've talked to Mike about this several times. If this scenario was to happen, where because two and three is going to have to play each other, Ohio State plays Florida, it's going to get kind of hectic between us. But I won't take anything personal as long as Mike don't take anything personal. And the Oregon thing really shocked me because y'all y'all play Oregon, but I can still see them with. One loss to y'all. If y'all go ahead and do what y'all need to do, I can see them making it because their conference is just always up in the air. And Clemson, Clemson is a cupcake walk every every season because of not because of the conference they're in, but their conference is down right now. Right, and and man, like I told you, if 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 Emory Jones was labeled the starting quarterback, I would be Florida all the way. I just don't know how I can get behind Kyle Trash for the entire season to sit here and say that Florida is going to win out the SEC. I definitely am looking forward to the season. I mean, Pick 6 Preview even have Texas A&M is supposed to have a better year this year. They have them ranked in the top top 10 at number 10 um, in their preseason poll. So, I mean, I, like I say, I think the SEC – for one of the first years, is actually wide open. I know a lot of people are going back and hopping on the Alabama bandwagon. Um, we do have an SEC fan here talking about Woo Pig Suey. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see what's really going to happen with this season, especially the SEC. But I'm not surprised in Oregon. You know, we talked about Oregon uh, either, what was that, last week? Or we talked about them a few times on this show. And – I think that if 
if they continue to do what they've been doing in recruiting, continue to do what they've been doing on the field, I think that they're going to continue to show that they're probably the team to beat in the Pac-12. I mean, can right now, on the top of your head, can you really think of any other team? Utah had their chance last year. They blew it in every big game that they played. So they're done. Uh, USC, I mean, they are making strides, more recruiting. We always knew that they had wide receivers, always knew that they had skilled players. They got a quarterback as well. So I'm going to say, can they get things together on the defensive side of the ball, and can they also go ahead and win and get big games that they are supposed to? You know, now Clemson, like you said, the ACC is cupcake walkthrough. I know some people are looking for Miami to step up and fill those reins, but I mean, I, I really, I really don't see anybody beating Clemson again. I mean, you talk about them bringing back Trevor Lawrence, uh, what's his name, Travis Atien. I mean, and then they got a, a amazing wide receiver cast. So. I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this season. Uh, we got a Facebook. Let me see. Donnell also said Michigan is praying for no season. I guarantee you that that's definitely something that will make make them uh, happy. They can kind of put a little asterisk in the year and say, "Hey, we didn't lose that many times in a row." But I mean, it's Michigan. You know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you got anything else for pick six previews? I mean, enough, before well, before you go into it, I do want to say they've added a whole lot more content into this one than they did last year. I'm telling you, it's something to look out for. When you talk about them breaking down who quarterback you is, DBU, wide receiver you, they broke it down. They letting you know. Um, they hitting it with facts, proving the facts, and showing it. So I definitely say go check it out. But you will be getting coverage on Pick 6 Previews. The more and more we continue to break it down and I keep continue continue to looking at it, and then we're going to bring up some topics of it. Again, if you all have any topics that you all want us to discuss, go ahead, put it in the comments, uh, hit us up in our inbox, let us know, email us at thefansedge at google.com and we will definitely talk about it for sure i like pick six i think that's the article i sent you last year when we went to play auburn well when auburn came to play us and it told pretty much how we was gonna win the game and that's how we won the game literally i mean the the pick six breaks breaks it down from like last season to who's returning why they think that this team is in this position, why they think that this team might have a chance. And, you know, a lot of people are picking Trevor Lawrence to be that number one quarterback. Pick six did not do that. Y'all really got to check it out, man. It, it really tells a good story. But we labeled this show NFL Fantasy versus College Football Fantasy. And, you know, I love college football. So, when I found out that you could do college football in the fantasy league, I jumped all over it last year. And this year, it's going to be nothing different. We're going to have another league. We're going to up the league. Now that everybody got the fillers out, we're going to kind of up the up the pot, sweeten it a little bit, you know. But I kind of wanted to talk to you all 
about the differences of NFL and college football. Now, a lot of people come to me and they was like, well, I don't know too much about college. Well, you didn't know too much about the NFL and, uh, and any other team until you started playing fantasy. You just knew about your team, your players, really, a couple of highlight players, but you didn't know too much in-depth of the NFL until you started playing NFL fantasy and you had to watch other teams a little bit more, right? So same thing with college football. You will get to learn a whole lot more the more you watch it, the more you play college football fantasy, and I guarantee you it's something that you can get into. Um, Essex, why don't you go ahead, because you were in the league last year. I know you were in some NFL fantasy leagues. Go ahead and let the people know some differences and some similarities uh, of college football fantasy and NFL fantasy. Well, the main difference, obviously, is in the college football fantasy, the the player pool is just ridiculous. Like I got lost looking for players when we were drafting. I was looking for certain players that had already been drafted. I was on my phone trying to find players to try to draft. It was just a whole lot with the NFL. Obviously I know who I want, who I don't want when I can, when I can try to get them when they might not be there. College football would have been my first year. I was, I was kind of confused, but my team really was pretty, my team was pretty decent. You know, I did have – I only had, you know, the Heisman winning quarterback on my team, but I didn't do t- – I mean, my team didn't go to the playoffs, so it really don't matter. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like college football because it gives me – I know a lot of players. I know a lot of teams. I've always been that way. You can ask anybody that knows me. It's been like that since I was – I don't know. But with that, it helped me find more players and – I think what people who strictly play NFL will like is if they play college football fantasy, they will know the players that are about to go get drafted. They see what they've done in college because they have them on their team or their opponent had them on their team and they put up big numbers. So they're like, oh, he could do some things as a rookie or I could be looking out for him in the future, give him a couple years to develop, and he going to win me my fantasy league. It's just – I like them both. I have not won in any. <laughs> Went to the Super Bowl twice in my NFL one. Three times, actually. Three times in a row. Lost all three times. Man. So, hopefully this year will be different. Hey, we always hoping that it'll, it'll be different. You know, uh, one thing that a, lot, that a lot of people didn't realize, and especially in college football fantasy, there's things that you have to think about. You know, if if you have a premier, if you have a premier quarterback, you know, and that week they're going up against a Rudy Pooh team, you know, just not the best team at all, right? They're predicted to win by so much, no point in betting on that game because you know that they're going to win. You're not going to make any real money off of it, right? Let's say you put your player in for that high-caliber quarterback, Let's just use Trevor Lawrence for a, for example, right? Next thing you know, Clemson is winning 40, 42 to zero. Trevor Lawrence ain't coming back out in the second half. So now those points that he was predicted to get you, then that uh, you were counting on, 
you are no longer getting those because he on the bench and somebody else is playing. That's one thing that got a lot of people in our college uh, football fantasy because in NFL fantasy, most likely your player is playing the entire game. In college, you got to know, is this going to be a tight game or is it not? Should I not get this player? Should I get a player who is going to be in more tight games because they might put up more points? You know, I know uh, for one instance, one of my friends had picked the Ohio State wide receiver. I didn't pick any Ohio State wide receivers. You know why? Because I know that they rotate six wide receivers at a time. They call six wide receivers starters. Oops. That means one, one game, Duke can have three touchdowns. Next game, got zero touchdowns, zero catches, no yards, nothing like that. You know, so, I mean, it, it's just different things that you have to think about in college uh, football. And, and like you said, the, the pool for players, and, and the thing is, is we only did power five last year, you know. We didn't even do – yeah, we didn't even do group of five. So imagine if we had to do a group of five. That's just crazy amount of players, you know. And, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed myself. I did not win last year. Just some fluke stuff happened. We ain't going to get into it. But, <laughs> but my man Smiley, he went ahead. He went ahead. Uh, Smiley is an actual listener and follower of the show. He went ahead and won it, so we'll see if we can get him back in the league and see if he wants to try to, you know, defend his title or if he just wants to go out as the champ. But if if you haven't gotten to college football fantasy, I definitely recommend it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. And I want to say you can get up to, like, 16 players in it. You can set a format of – having an 18 playoff or a 14 playoff. I want to say the way we did it was we did the 14 playoff. That way, you know, it's just kind of like college football. Yeah, I'm coming this year, though, so it's all, it's all good. Hey, we'll see, man. Hey, but this is how. You already know. You already know what players that you could be looking for because, what, they was either a sophomore last year or things like that, and you was like, okay, well, I know this person put up that many points. I know this person, and I know they're going to be in some shootouts, so I know he's going to get the ball a little bit more. So, I mean, that that's just some things that you got to think about. I love fantasy football and NFL. I didn't get as lucky as I wanted to, but <laughs> I'm coming back for everything, everything this year, man. We'll see. So, there's news about, you know, we got a lot of Cowboy fans uh, that listen to this show. So, something about your boy Dak Prescott is coming out. Esa, go ahead and let them know about Dak Prescott and what's going on. Well, apparently Dak Prescott is planning to sign a $31.4 million exclusive franchise tenure by Monday. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like they just need to go ahead and give this man a long-term contract and just be done with it. Like, he has proved that he's worth the money. So why are y'all still playing around with this man? I've never been the biggest fan of Dak Prescott, but I believe if I believe he's due his money. I don't like seeing people not not get what they deserve. And he has time and time again went out there and showed that 
he can put the Cowboys in a position to go to the playoffs and potentially make a deeper run. Who knows? It's all about who they surround him with. Exactly. But, hey, I'm not Jerry Jones, so. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, I I definitely believe that they got to go ahead and pay this man, stop playing the games, and pay him. A lot of people weren't that high on Dak Prescott, but one thing that I said with him in the draft and coming out the draft and coming out the draft was that this is an actual franchise quarterback. I believe in Dak Prescott. A lot of people were saying, you know, oh, he scrambles too much and yada, yada. And I was like, he didn't really have the best offensive line when he was at Mississippi State, you know. And there was many times, like I was saying, there was many times when he was at Mississippi State where he had to get out the pocket, could have ran the ball multiple times. And I remember since, like saying, dude, you can run. You can run. But he was never looking to run first. He was always looking to throw first. And that's why I think that he puts Dallas in a great position. Now, now you risk the chance, and he risked the chance of getting all the money that he is worth by going out there, getting injured, possibly playing through an injury, and not having the best stats. And then no team is like, hey, we don't want to pay you that amount of money that you're worth. So I ask you this question. If you're Dak Prescott, do you play and take the money, or do you sit out and hope for more money? Because if he sit out, I don't think that they can afford to allow Dak Prescott to sit out an entire year. They can't. I was – if I believed – so whatever Dak's number is, if it's nowhere close to his number, I'm sitting out if I'm Dak. If they want to – like, we got to negotiate, but we got to come up closer to where I am. If y'all are being hard-headed and want to stay down here, I'll sit out. Let's see how y'all do it. Who was it? Andy Dalton? No, no knock on the kid, but Andy Dalton ain't no Dak Prescott. So, I mean, that really kind of has all the power because he can sit out, let y'all do what y'all do, unless Andy Dalton goes out and balls out, which I don't think will happen. So, I mean, Zeke, you saw what Zeke had to do to get his money. So, I if I'm, if I'm Dak, I'm going ahead, I'm sitting out. Until I get my contract, I'm not risking injury. We already seen what happened. You know who was that that flipped off their coach as they was getting carted off? Was that uh Earl Thomas? Tom- yeah, Earl Thomas. I mean, and it wasn't it wasn't just him. Um, that year that I was sitting out, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell set out an entire year to get the money that he was that he was worth to get the money that he was due. And it, to be honest. It was worth it. And if you go back and ask him, I think he will say the same thing. It was worth it. I didn't risk injury at all, was able to train like I needed to, and came back healthy. And I want to say that he didn't get injured this past season, did he? I don't think so. With the Jets. No. And to be honest, the Jets weren't really that good of a team, especially in protective or doing the run game at all. And he still was able to come out healthy. Now, imagine if the Steelers just went ahead and paid that man. Y'all probably wouldn't have been looking the way y'all look. Boy, 
I'm telling you, they got to get rid of Big Ben, bro. They got to get rid of that man. You know, we got – so we got Caitlin Davidson, a.k.a. known as Disney. She came out and said, fake news, that ain't ever getting his money. So what do you what do you have to say to that comment? I believe it. Obviously, Jerry's sitting on all this money for somebody else. Somebody's going to come through, and Jerry's going to be like, that's the guy right there. And Dak ain't going to like it. So, Kayla's asking, Dak ain't getting his money. Is it just that he's not getting his money from the Cowboys? Or is it possible that he can get his money somewhere else with another team? Will another team go ahead and take that chance and pay him what he's wanting? I mean, because you got to think about it. At the, if he sits out at the end of the season, you already know you got a playoff-caliber quarterback who did not go through a, an entire season, didn't take any hits, so you know he's 100% healthy and can come back the following season to lead your team to the playoffs? For sure. I know. I, I think he would get multiple offers. Yeah. For sure, the Patriots. The Patriots would snatch him up in a heartbeat. You think that they're going to pay the man, though? I'm not sure if they have paid the man. I'm not they sure if they're going to pay the man. You're right, because one of the reasons Tom Brady left is because they wasn't really trying to pay him like that. So Yeah. So, Caitlin says, I think I'm thinking he going to move after this year if he doesn't get his money. I mean, Caitlin, I agree with you 100%. And to be honest, like I've, like I've been saying, I think that Dak Prescott has been a quarter, the best quarterback that the Dallas Cowboys have had in a long time from back when they weren't winning anything, you know. So why would you go ahead and get rid of what you got? You know that he can get you to the playoffs. Um, you know that you can take a deep run. You just went ahead and paid Amari Cooper all this blue cool money instead of going ahead and getting some draft picks for it. I mean, with all with how deep this wide receiver draft class was, that was ridiculous. I mean, what are the Cowboys really doing? You paid the wide receiver before the quarterback. Hey man, like I said, I, I'm not Jerry Jones. My pockets ain't fat. I ain't. I, it was his prerogative. That's what. That's who he wanted to put his money on. He, even though he disappeared, turning to Casper during the playoffs. I mean, not even playoffs during the season. I don't know. So that's just Jerry Jones for you. Yeah. That's the the Cowboys front office, not just Jerry Jones. Because that had to go through, of course, more people than just Jerry Jones. You know, Jerry Jones is, you know, everything. The owner, the CFO, the CEO, the GM. The the man is the coach. We already know, you know. (laughs) Jerry Jones holds every title. (laughs) All right. Um, I do know. You got some news uh, for us about this NBA draft. And what date is it set for? NBA draft is set for October 16th. They have decided, uh, the board has decided to go ahead and roll with it. And teams and free agents will be able to begin negotiation on October 18th. And the players in college have until August 17th to declare for the draft and October 6th to withdraw from the draft. So, if they're putting out 
the draft date, obviously, it's set in stone that we will have basketball before the year is over with. We'll resume basketball before the year is over with. I mean, I just think that that's crazy. You're talking about if players are going to declare for the draft, they got until August 17th. Are we talking about the players who just previously – I mean, now if you if if I'm a college player and you know this was supposed to be my freshman year, this is the draft that I can enter in, you know, right? Yeah. I, I mean, so why even play a year of college? I basically, you know. I mean, you're right. I mean, yes. this, I, I understand. I understand that this, you know, the Rona threw us all for a while. You know, I I, I definitely understand it. I do feel like they could have pushed this back a little bit further or did something. I mean, because I don't know, I'm probably going to have to dig a little bit more into this, but I mean, my thing is, is cause you still end up having the draft while this, you know, expanded playoff is going on. I mean, who's, who's to say, I don't know when they're expecting this playoff to end or us to be crowned a champ, you know, have a champion or anything either. Nobody does, but it's just, I guess they got, they were like, this is our window. So we're going to have this playoff now, draft here. Everything will be right in the NBA again. Adam Silver is usually known for making some pretty good decisions. This one, we'll just have to wait and see on. Definitely we'll have to wait and see uh, with the NBA. But it looks like right now we're about to get all of our sports back. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Like uh, some of our listeners have said, no season, safety first. That's what comes first. So what we're seeing is, is really them dollar-dollar bills, they talk. They talk. Money talk. Everything else walks, you know. Um, yes, hey, I want to thank you all for listening to the Fans Edge. Before you leave, wait, wait, wait. Before you all leave, go ahead, hit the like button. Go on over to YouTube, or if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button. We are coming to you all every week, every Sunday night, or whatever, until probably the season starts. We'll probably not do these live shows on Sunday night. But we're with you Sunday night, and if you are listening to this in podcast form, it is always available Monday morning. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for supporting the Fans Edge. Peace. We love y'all. We out.